Yo, my BEA beautiful people, welcome to another episode of the Mind and Muscle Show with your host, your boy, Adrian Moreno. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're having yourself an absolutely wonderful day. I am full of energy near the 6.30 p.m. I don't know what is going on, but I am in some creative element with this new energetics program we have coming and that we have out, but like we're still deeply in the process of creating the the whole back-end process and, you know, the, the real journey that the clients are going to go through. And, oh, my God, it's so exciting. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to play y'all today a conversation that I had with a dear friend of mine, Bianca Davis, who is the CEO, uh, the founder and CEO of, mm, sorry, <clears throat> Jesus, CEO, I'm not going to edit that out because, imperfectly perfect but she's the ceo and founder of east meets east meets west fitness a fitness company with a very spiritually based foundation and me and her we were i was hosting a mindset monday actually i'm about to explain how this conversation came about anyways me and her we literally we didn't have an like an outline or anything we wanted to like specifically touch on we just knew hey let's just talk about self-love self-acceptance and me and her straight up just had a back and forth conversation about it and as I was listening to the conversation I was like wow there are some very deep insights in this conversation that I know can help a lot of people so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna throw it on the podcast Bianca thank you so much I love you infinitely never finite and that goes for each and every one of y'all I hope you guys enjoy and if you do enjoy you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. Leave a rating for your boy. Share it with a friend. And light. let's light this world up with the flame of consciousness. All right. Love y'all guys. See y'all soon. Okay, guys. So I want to go ahead and preface first and foremost, we will be giving anybody an opportunity to come on and speak and, you know, give their two cents, ask any questions that they have. However, I do want you guys to know that this is being recorded and it will be on it will be published on the Mind and Muscle Show podcast. Okay? So I just had to disclose that. If you come on, if you come on stage to speak at all, just know that this is being recorded, okay? And so if you're okay with that, just just under if you're okay with that, feel more than free to come on. If you're not okay with having your voice recorded and being put on a podcast then um coming on stage is probably not going to be the best thing okay guys so today we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover what the highest frequency is and exactly how to not just harness it but really embody that and i want to go ahead and explain how this conversation came about so i host a i host mindset calls for the champion development community. And what this community is, is a, he is a, it's my mentor, Michael Chu. He is a coach for coaches. He helps them grow organically and scale their companies. And I hold the, mon- the Mindset Monday calls there. And on one of the calls, I was talking about how to raise your consciousness to a vibration of wealth. In other words, matching your state of consciousness with that of abundance. And one of the one of the keys to doing that was accepting the good and the bad. 
accepting all of it. Because abundance, when people think of abundance, they usually think of all the good things, right? Having all the good stuff. Oh, my God, all the... The, the 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 friends the 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 money the, the vehicles the the house whatever right all of the good stuff but nobody really focuses on I don't even want to say bad stuff but the bad stuff the hard stuff now let me also say something really quickly I am just using the words good and bad for communication okay Be, me and Bianca are well aware that. There really is no such thing as good or bad. All right, guys? Like, there is no ultimate good. There is no ultimate bad in the reality of reality. But for language and for communication, I am just going to use the words good and bad, okay? But I was talking about accepting the good circumstances in your life and accepting the bad circumstances in your life, right? And as I was saying that, I was speaking more on circumstances, right? I was talking about circumstances. And then before you knew it, Bianca was all like, can I come on and say something? I was like, yes, of course. She comes on and she was like, you know, also accepting the good and bad circumstances is great, but also accepting the good and bad, again, guys, for language and communication, but the good and bad sides of yourself, that's even deeper work. So Bianca, if you can come on, if you can come on, um, come on and just share your journey of self-acceptance and what led you to truly, you know, accepting everything, every aspect of yourself. Sure. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a, of a long journey, um, as one might expect. It's definitely not. Uh, like here's this piece of information that's going to make you accept yourself completely and and understand yourself completely. It's always new information and kind of taking that in and working with that and then moving forward in the journey. Um, So like in regards to kind of accepting the good and the bad, that's in air quotes about yourself, it's the way that I look at the, the good would be, you know, the positive aspects, the things that you feel great about yourself, the things even that other people might recognize in you as good things, even if you don't fully see or, or accept, you know, what they're saying, you're aware of that. The bad, to me, in again, categorically no good or bad, but to me, the the bad is the parts of yourself that you're not fully comfortable with or the parts of yourself that have been shamed, or the parts of yourself that you have learned to hide, Um, whether that's from conditioning at home or school or friends or peer groups or coaches, you know, the areas of yourself that, you know, maybe you've been told you need to work on, or maybe this isn't so acceptable in this moment. So, Really, the way to to get to that self acceptance is is to embrace all of it, and so by embracing all of the good and honoring that, and also accepting and embracing embracing all of the bad and saying yes, I am that. Yes, you know this is me. It makes it so that really anything that happens outside of you good or bad in terms of circumstance, 
is nothing that can hurt you. When you fully mm. embrace the parts of yourself that cause you the most pain and discomfort, you take away that trigger for other people or circumstances to, to be able to, to hurt you in that moment. Mm, I love that. And can you, can you give an example really quickly? Cause you gave an example on there on, on that champion development call of like, you know, there, if you feel comfortable, if there was one aspect that of yourself that you were ashamed of, or that you were kind of putting away that, that one mentor that you were talking about helped you kind of rewrite the way that you see that. And how did you end up embracing that part of yourself? Just so people have an example of how they can do something very similar. Sure. Um, and I'm not sure which one I had said on that mindset call, but I'll just share the one that I'm working through right now today in this moment. Um, and that is, this, how do you even say it? Like the way that it was said to me a lot was you're such a know-it-all, you know, you don't have to be, you know, the smarty pants. Like you don't have to know all, you don't have to know everything or prove that you know anything to anybody. And so like the process is accepting that. And so one of the, th not with this one, cause it's so fresh, but previous things that I've try to embrace I, I'll write it on a post-it note or a sticky note and I'll stick it somewhere in a really visible place in my house whether it's the bathroom mirror or the bedroom mirror or like by the thermostat um, or even like above my desk so just seeing that thing that makes you uncomfortable and trying to accept that for what it is um, and so for me the this I guess this know-it-all journey is like actually I can rest in my certainty of knowing and I don't have to prove that knowing it's not a bad thing that I am a know-it-all or that people perceive me as a know-it-all as long as I'm accepting that I won't be uh I won't be I won't feel like I need to demonstrate that if that makes sense Yes, that makes perfect sense. And what I want to say is one thing that I know is from experience and not just from experience, but from teachers is truly the highest frequency in the world. I mean, I don't even want to say world because this is way past this world, but the highest frequency one can carry throughout everything that they do is the frequency of love. And love is not always a beautiful path to get there, right? I don't know who, maybe you might know who, who said this, but somebody said nobody is more dangerous in the world. No, not dangerous, but like powerful. Nobody, nobody in the world, nobody or anything is more powerful than a man who carries love everywhere he goes. And carrying love everywhere you go can be challenging if that little voice in your head, because we all have that voice in your head that takes on many roles, right? It cheers you on sometimes. It, 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 you know, it, it tries to, it tries to talk you up at times. And then there's times where it's like that little judge in your, that little judge in your head. And it's always adding judgment to every single thing that you do and every single thing that you perceive yourself to be. And being able to, 
being able to embody that voice is the only way one can truly, truly be the the image of what self-love is. Because if you can ex- love everything of what you are, what that means is there is a deep level of acceptance. There is a deep level of acceptance to happen. Now, most see, I, I've I've thought this was a pretty valid argument whenever I heard this um, at a well, not at a. I was listening to a YouTube video, uh, Sadhguru. You know Sadhguru Bianca. I do. Okay, so I was listening to a video with Sadhguru, and somebody he talked about the embodiment of love. And he was saying, not, nobody can truly accept anything unless it has once passed through the doorway of love. Oh, the way he said it is beautiful. But he was like, he goes, true acceptance cannot happen without it passing through the doorway of love first. And so somebody, you know, raised their hand to challenge him on that and asked him, how is it like, I, I believe that it's possible that one can accept something without loving it. You know, it's like, hey, I'm, I don't love this thing. It's not my absolute favorite, but hey, it's here and I accept that. I'm not going to fight against that. And then he said, it sounds like a pretty good argument, one would, one would say. It's like, hey, that, that sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty legit. But he goes, you see, the thing about acceptance is acceptance is a byproduct of love. There is that moment of love that happens first of like, you know what? This is here and there can be an energy of love towards it, right? Because if you want to unlock abundance in your life, abundance is an ever flowing stream that never, ever Ends and there's not and, and if it's something is an ever flowing stream to the point where it never ends, then that means there cannot be any blockages within that stream. It's kind of like a we can look at it as a um, what can we look at it as? Uh, okay, like a water hose, a water hose. We can look at it like a water hose. If you turn the faucet on, we can say the faucet of the universe is always on. The faucet of abundance is always on and it's, it's forever flowing. And if we knot it up, then the water is still there. It doesn't go anywhere. But the flow of it is cut off and we don't get to where we, we don't, we're not able to experience what abundance really is. Now, if you're not able to accept something that's not just flowing, that's not just flowing in your life, but in yourself first, if you're not able to even accept that, then of course that right there is the knot in the water hose. And being able to untie that knot, being able to untie that knot is being able to express love towards it. Now, if you struggle expressing love towards something, the easiest way to do that is to appreciate it in the first place. I mean, just like, okay, so here's something that I struggled with a lot. I cannot say my R's or I cannot say my S's correctly still. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been battling with this my entire life. I've never been able to say a word with an S or an R completely spot on. You may be able to pick it up or you may not be able to. Maybe I probably got pretty dang good at it. But I struggled at that. And with that, 
with that, I always felt like something was wrong with me. I was like, man, there's something wrong with me. Because I remember being, I forgot how, how young I was, but I was definitely, like, I, I don't even think I was outside of pre-K. But I remember hearing just children talk, and I got made fun of at a cafeteria table. And I hate to say this, but it was from my own family member. And then before you knew it, the entire, like, kind of table started, you know, talking, you know, make, poking fun at the way I was talking. Because I remember I tried to say the word thirsty, and I said tusty. And then sure enough, people started laughing at me. And from that point on, I was like, why can they talk, but I can't? Okay, something's wrong with me. But whenever I try, whenever I learned to accept that part of myself and really embody that part of myself, loving it was a difficulty. Because I was like, I can't really love this part of me because I, I, I hate the fact that I can't even speak right. Like, I hate that. It's hard for me to love that. And whenever I realized, oh, I can start loving it by first appreciating it. So how did I find ways to appreciate my speech impediment? I was like, well, damn, I can talk that I, I appreciate that. Look, I can't see two. I can't say two freaking syllables. Great. But I can talk. There's people out there that don't have the ability to express words like that and through, through like, you know, verbal language. And I was like, hey, that's cool. Okay, I appreciate that. And then it goes to the point where it's like, okay, I, I, I can't only talk, but I can say full sentences. And I can go on and on and on and on like I am right now. Huh. Okay, I, I really appreciate that. Then I was like, oh, my God. You know what else I appreciate? The fact that, I even, that I'm even alive to talk, that I'm healthy enough to talk in full sentences, that I have the energy to do that, that... Wow, I appreciate the fact that out of all the time in the universe, I'm here now and I can express myself now. And once you go through that many doors of appreciation, love is an inevitable consequence. And so once you really learn to appreciate whatever is happening in your life, love is just inevitably going to follow. And once love is there, acceptance is as easy as one, two, three, because it's easy to accept the good, right? It's easy to accept things you love. So if you can first take it through the doors of appreciation, that's going to take you to the doors of love. You open that one, you enter acceptance. And when you're in a state of acceptance, you are appreciating, you're loving everything in your, everything that's happening in your experience. And when that happens, trust me when I say you're vibrating at a state that the universe will start pouring into you things that you never thought were possible. And if once, because once you accept yourself and you love every aspect of yourself, then loving every aspect of your circumstances, again, is a natural byproduct. And when you can love, when you can appreciate, love, and accept every one of your circumstances, you finally make room for everything that you actually want to flow right in. Bianca, is anything coming up for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually took a couple of notes because I think that appreciation piece is 
really key to move from acceptance without love to acceptance with love. Mm. Because like you were saying, the acceptance without love or the, the acceptance of the good is easy to love, but the acceptance of the bad is not necessarily easy to love. And the way to get to love is through appreciation. I love that because without the love, if you just have acceptance and you don't have the love, you are still holding on to some kind of judgment. Yes. Even if you have full understanding. And so understanding and acceptance can sometimes be used to mean the same thing. But here, for me, acceptance is more about like welcoming something in and embracing it, whereas understanding is really just yeah, I could see that. I could see that from many perspectives. But to get from that acceptance and understanding, which inherently contains either some or a lot of judgment, the path through that to love is through appreciation. And what I think is, um, what I really like was thinking about with the title of this room, the highest frequency and how to embody it. So. You know, when I think about kind of the spectrum of emotions and you have at the top love, um, joy, bliss, gratitude, appreciation, all of these high vibration emotions, sometimes if you are in this place of acceptance without love and you're still having that a little bit of judgment, even with understanding, you can't necessarily jump up all the way to the top because you're going to create too much like discongruency Mm. in you in your being that it almost like confirms those lower frequency thoughts and emotions and so you um kind of just back out of it completely whereas the appreciation you know you're not jumping to love there's that middle step of appreciation and so Sometimes we don't have to go to the highest of all. You can just go to the highest of that moment and what you are capable and then taking those little steps until you reach the state of high frequency as a default. Yes, and you, oh my God, you hit on the point I was waiting on and I was like, yes, she hit it. So that was great. But yes, before I go to the point that you hit on, you are very right about like the range of emotions and all of that. And with the range of emotions, just like um, you're, I already know you're familiar with Esther and Jerry Hicks, the teachings of Abraham, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. So just like how she says, you can't just go from angry all the way to love, right? Like you go from angry to, to, ups, to sad, You go from sad to kind of like, well, like, okay, you know, okay, like whatever. But I'm not like I wish I had like the 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 way that that how they have the full chart and range. If I had it in front of me, it would be better. But you incrementally climb up. So that's a good point. But another thing that I wanted to touch on was how you said if if you are accepting something, but you're not loving it 
there is incongruency. I was like, oh, that is a beautiful way to paint it. And I even go, I'm, I'm even going to go further and challenge, challenge you and other people who, who may think, can you really accept something without loving it? Right? Because like you said, if you're accepting something that you hate, right? Or that, let's not even use the word hate. It doesn't have to be that extreme. It can just be something that bugs you, annoys you. It's not your favorite. If you're accepting something, you can't have resistance towards it at the same exact time. Because to accept something means to truly, truly, like deeply accept everything for what it is without the need or without the desire to change it. Right. Because if you're not accepting something, that's and then there is a desire within yourself that's saying that little voice. Right. That little aspect of yourself that's still fighting against it and saying, you know what? No, I'd actually I'd actually like to change that. I'd actually like to change that. So there is no true level of acceptance there whenever you're accepting something that you don't really like. Right. So first is that appreciation. Once you go through appreciation, I absolutely guarantee there will be love right there waiting for you, right? Now, if you struggle with appreciating something, it's very, I mean, honestly, all it comes down to is perspective because anything can be appreciated. Anything can be appreciated. So just being willing to switch your perspective is everything. Now, one thing on love here is I also, if this may help people appreciate themselves a bit more which will lead them to be able to love and accept everything in their experience it's understanding the rainbow of emotion as um, Anita Morjani said it Anita Morjani I'm not sure if you're familiar with her Bianca but she she wrote uh, an amazing book called Dying to Be Me and it was about her cancer story how she had 23 tumors in her body and um, she was like on her last, you know, last couple of days and she actually clinically she died. She was clinically dead and she explained her experience of her, her she explained her experience of transition and she goes on to say that she saw her dad and her dad was saying, you know, it's not your time. You have to go back. And she didn't want to go back. She was like, no, no, like it's way better up here. And my body is just, it's dying. It's, it's, it's a lot of pain. I don't want to go back to that body. And he was like, well, look, let me show you. And he, he, he showed her a medical report and he goes, this is your medical report. It says you have cancer. And before her eyes, he changed it to fully in remission. He goes, if you go back, this is what will happen. And so she went back, but she goes, oh, my God, I got chills when I said that because, damn, that was intense. But she went back, but she goes, while she was up there up there in this realm, you, you, you see that? I couldn't even say the word R or realm right there. But she goes, while she was up there, she, she, um, she, she got the realization that the only reason the cancer happened was because she had so much fear of getting sick. And the moment the cancer did get found, she had so much fear 
towards it. And so when she was up there, she realized if I loved all of this, there would be no cancer. And then she started to dawn upon the fact while she was up there, because of course, imagine the realizations one stumbles upon in this realm, right? And she realized that every emotion is an aspect of love. She said, Every single emotion is just another expression of love. For example, I mean, like, um, so the way that she puts it is there is one light in the universe. This one light creates all these colors and it creates the rainbow, the rainbow of emotions. We got the rainbow. There's red. There's yellow. There's green. There's pink, blue, whatever. There's all these, these, all these lights. But every single, I mean, every single color on that rainbow is sourced from one single light. It's only one light, but it expresses itself in different ways. She goes, love is the exact same thing. Hate is another expression of love. What hate is, is basically, hey, there's a gap in between where I know is true for me and where I'm at right now. Right? Everything is an, is an expression of love. So, if you embrace... So, now, now that you understand the nature of your emotions, if you approach every emotion with its nature, which is love, it has no choice but to return back to its nature, to its natural state of love so there is an aspect of yourself that you struggle with loving let's just use the word hate and say you absolutely hate it right and you're struggling to even get past the emotion let alone the the aspect of yourself or the circumstance that's happening if you can't even get past that emotion of it can you love the hate can you love the fact that you're experiencing an emotion? Because that's what the beauty of the human experience is. Is that we come through to experience the richness of all of these emotions. Like how freaking cool is that? Because I don't, I don't, I don't think where we go when we leave this body, I don't think it has room for anything other than love. Because if you've ever read on anything um, near death, I've looked and I've looked and honestly, it, it, it has to be thousands of near death experiences at this point. I've like read on people's testimonials from what, what happened over. I mean, just the astonishing, the astonishing thing about all of these is that nearly every one of the near death experience experiences, what they all have in common is a deep feeling of, hey, this is okay. This is fine. And wow, I've never been so loved or experienced so much love in my entire life. Right? So I truly don't think there's any room for anything other than love wherever we go. Knowing Can that, I that. Yes, yes. Oh my God, please, please. So it's, it's interesting. 
when you tie together love and acceptance because I think at least a lot of my early understanding of emotions doesn't come from a law of attraction place. It comes from more of a Buddhist perspective mm-hmm. so that acceptance is really just awareness. And so it was hard for me at first to kind of understand and try hold on, hold on. to I'm take sorry. the perspective I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I heard that right. You said acceptance is just awareness. I just want to make sure I heard that right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go, go on. Yes. So that, well, when you have the awareness, the next step is just acceptance. Okay. And so you might have an emotion or a circumstance or an experience or an aspect of yourself that you are aware of and without trying to change it in any way, you just have the acceptance. And so at first, when you were kind of sharing that, loving it to me seems like coloring it or projecting your own feelings about it, whereas acceptance is more detached. But the more you were talking, it, the more it made sense that the love is not, you don't have to like something to love it in the same way that a parent might not like everything their child says or does, but they still love them. Mm-hmm. And so that like, that, that love and acceptance can be the same thing if you kind of zoom out a little bit. You know, if you can get to the awareness and the acceptance, like you're saying, the next logical conclusion is love. Because if you can accept something and embrace it as it is with no judgment and no feelings or need to change anything, then that is love. That is what love is. Yeah, I I totally, I totally see where you're coming from. And the thing is that, you know, definitely from my perspective, and this is also from like, you know, my experience, you know, of working through things like this. Um, One thing that I've realized is once I become aware of something, because just, just to, okay, so I just want to read, read back what you said. You said awareness is acceptance. Is that what you said? Or did you? Well, you you can have awareness and not accept. Okay, they okay, not yeah. Really suffering. Yeah. But the next step to alleviate that suffering is to move from awareness to acceptance for what is as it is, how it is, without any need to shape or change. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Perfect. So just want to make sure I like we had that figured out. So, like. Okay, so becoming aware of something is step one, always. Step, I mean, any step one of transformation is become aware of that which must be, that which needs to be transformed, right? So you become aware of something and you're very correct. It's not, that doesn't just lead to acceptance. You can be aware of things, of course, without accepting them, without accepting them whatsoever. However, 
being able to accept something. Because you will see that when you, yes, you're right. When you accept something, you do see suffering kind of just go away. Because suffering is there because you're pushing back against something that you don't want. So in other words, you're not accepting it. But you'll see as you accept something fully, it's not like you have, because I, I love how the wording you said was beautiful too. You said it's like you're projecting a color onto it, right? Like I'm trying to love it. So let me project something onto it, right? Is that what you were saying? Right. Okay. That, that like the idea that love might mean an action rather than a state of boom. Being. Oh, because because you can't, like you were saying, you can't have the acceptance without the love. Otherwise, there's judgment. But you can love in our in our reality in our world relationally. You can love and not accept. But I don't think that is true really for emotions yeah so this is the thing whenever again this is totally perspective of course this whole conversation is just sharing perspectives which i freaking love um the perspective from here is whenever you really accept something love is not something that you do from that point Love, of course, all emotions are a state of being. And just like, okay, let's try to find a good example. Okay, just, okay, so like a bobber, whenever you go fishing, you know that little red and white bobber that you throw into the water, right? So you can see where your pole is at. So a bobber, if you grab that bobber and put it all the way to the bottom of the, to the lake, right? You put it all the way to the bottom of the lake, you're forcing that bobber down. That takes a lot of forceful, a lot of forceful style energy, a lot of aggressive energy to pull that thing down. However, the moment you just let go your grip on it, in other words, you let go your attachment to it, your attachment to whatever that is, it without effort, without force, without anything, it naturally rises back to the source, up to the surface. Are you following me so far, Bianca? I am. Okay, great. So, whenever you accept something, you will, you don't have to love it. It will just happen. Like, it will just happen. Because so, this is, okay, so what, let me explain to you exactly, like, a perfect example, like, a real-life example from my experience. So, something, okay, so this is far past the... Um, the, the language thing. This had a lot to do with my money. So with my money, I always, I always struggled financially. Um, family did. That's all I ever knew. Whenever it came to me, because like me, whenever I really started making money, it was after all the spiritual realizations and things like that. I could not love my money situation for the, I mean, oh my God, for the life of me I could not love it because I was constantly in the negatives constantly getting overdrafted I mean like that stirs up a lot of anger and a lot of like why 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 and so the moment that I read I forgot what book I was reading oh the um the uh, uh the soul of money by Lynn Twist I think that was it such a good book but in that book it talks about being able to really love every dollar that comes in 
and how love comes from the appreciation of it. And so what I did was I was like, okay, I'm just going to accept where my money situation is at. I got to accept, okay, Adrian, look, you're, you're in overdraft all the freaking time. Just accept that part. All right. I accepted it. And what I saw happen was I naturally like, and this was like no effort on my part. I remember one day I was just so grateful. I had like 160 bucks in my bank account and I was more grateful than I've ever been for 160 bucks. I was like, oh my God, I have $160. That's pretty cool. And naturally I was like, God, I love this. I love every dollar that's in my bank account right now. And I was able to really say thank you to every dollar that came in. And this was not something that I consciously had to do. All I did consciously was accept where the hell I was. And by staying in that long enough, this and this did not just happen in one day, by the way, Bianca. Like this was like, I, I mean, probably a good amount of weeks or months. And then I just started to see, all right, Adrian, this is where your money was at. And I naturally started to become very thankful for my money situation. And from there, loving my money situation was kind of easy. Like, I feel like it was just happening. Like, it was just like my nature to just love whatever the hell was coming in my experience. And then before you knew it, that opened up the doors of the financial success. But from that experience is where I'm coming from in terms of how this all kind of happens naturally. If you let it, if you don't get in the way, if that little, if you don't cling on to that little voice in your head and you actually just let that voice go for as it is and you don't make it mean anything, you just kind of see it as a thought and you just let it go. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I'm really glad you clarified that the, it comes with time. You know, it, it's the practice of... It can. You know, it can be instant. Over time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really perceive this as, as a truly instantaneous process, at least when it comes to difficult, challenging, yeah. huge, real-life things, you know, like money, for example. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for, for little things, you know, in the moment you know, high vibe, joy, kind of excitement, those kinds of feelings, you can, you know, like a surprise, for example, a surprise might, you know, be really scary for some people and it might Mm. be really unwelcome, but that's just kind of an instantaneous thing where you can just choose to accept it or not and then kind of go along for the ride. Whereas more challenging aspects either of, you know, life circumstances or, you know, in individual nature that those, those bigger pieces, I think you have to practice appreciating them over a period of time for you to kind of arrive at that natural conclusion or higher order of love. Um, at least in my experience, of course. Um, this has been a really, uh, a long, deep process. Mm, yeah, totally. What well, the reason why I wanted to go in there and throw in that little thought of instant? <laughs> the reason why I wanted to do that because I want the listeners on the podcast to not not perceive that this has to take time, you know. But I also want them to know that if it does take time, that is so freaking okay. 
Right. You know, that is okay. And I also want them to know that we live in a universe with infinite possibilities where things can happen instantaneously. So I just want them to have that seed of possibility there. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, without the seed of possibility, it's not really possible. You have to first believe it's possible for it to be really possible. Exactly. Whether you feel it's possible, you know, for certain things or not, isn't the big deal. What the big deal is just knowing it's possible for absolutely anything. And I want you guys to know it. I mean, absolutely anything is possible. Um, is there anything else that's coming up for you before, like, I kind of, uh, because there's something else I wanted to say. Is there anything else that's coming up for you? No, I mean, just that, it, you know, if it, it can happen instantaneously, you know, it can be quite as simple as a choice point. But I think for, mm. for the body to not respond instinctually mm. or the body to not respond or revert back into the you know practiced energetic pattern of what is comfortable it's perfectly acceptable to understand that the practice and the work might take time and that not to get frustrated if it doesn't happen instantaneously yeah please don't get frustrated it didn't happen instantaneously to me all right um but i do want you guys to know that this is a natural process if you get out of the way and when i say by getting out of the way I mean, by I, I don't like that whole detach word of like detaching yourself from from things. Right. What I like to say is kind of. By fully being involved, fully engrossing yourself. In that which is happening. But by dropping the stuff story attached to it because every it's like all day long that voice is running in your head and it's telling you a story about just about everything right like like it's like always commenting in the background it never shuts up and by getting out of the way I mean by just letting that voice do what it does and not listening to it there's a difference between watching and listening the voice in my head watching it, that's a beautiful experience because I just literally see it go in and go out. But when I start listening to it, that's when I start letting it call the shots. And whenever you're able to really, really get out of the way, all that means is you get back to being what you naturally are rather than what you think you are. And what you think you are is every single thought in your head that tells you something about yourself. Even the thought that I am spiritual, that's still a story. The thought that I am infinite spirit, that still is story. So when you step back from the story, kind of like you're watching a movie, you don't watch a movie and get depressed about the movie for years you watch a movie, you get sad during the movie, maybe a little bit after, but you snap and you understand it's just a movie and I was watching it. That was it. In the same exact way, being able to get back to being you is being able to get back to whatever the hell is just observing all of that. And so whenever you're able to get back to being you without that story, 
you are deeply involved, deeply involved in everything in your experience, deeply involved. And when you are deeply involved in everything in your experience, again, love is not something you have to do. Love is not something you have to try to figure out on how to bring into the experience. It's a natural, natural byproduct. And like, are, are you from, oh yeah, I think you are, because I remember you said something, uh, me and you were chatting on Facebook, and you said something about Jane Roberts. Have you read her work, or are you getting ready to? I have had a, a little bit of exposure. Okay. Um, I have, I've watched a couple of videos and read a couple of things, but I haven't done, like, a super deep dive. Oh, okay, because uh, um, Seth, who is the channel, I mean, Seth, who is the, the source that's channeled, says, energy at its basis is indeed love. Therefore, by you stepping into you, you step into love. You are couched in the love of the universe. Oh my God. That just so, is... Go ahead. I, I wanna I wanna go back a little bit to this detached or this word detached. Yes, please, yes. Because I the way that I see it is a detachment actually but it's not necessarily a detachment from the experience it's a detachment from the need to control the experience mm, okay so, you, know, you might see your reality like a movie or what's going on outside of you like a movie i love that analogy quite often i you know can see my life like a movie. I think it's really helpful to kind of put things into perspective sometimes. But I was actually thinking about this before we did this room about listening to that voice or those voices inside your head. And to me, I think it is important to listen to them, but listen only as an observer that you that is that vibration of love that has that acceptance of everything going on outside and inside but detached from trying to control it and so you know you can listen without necessarily acting impulsively based on you know what you've listened to it's all about mm. kind of taking in information However that comes to you, whether you, you know, hear it or see it or know it or sense it, you know, it's just taking in all of that data as the one who is watching you take in that data. And so, you know, it's not detached from experience, just like watching a movie. Um, I, when I watch a movie, I really get into the movie sometimes, you know, if it's a really good movie and the characters and the acting is really good. You know, it has that ability to kind of port you into another experience. And mm. so it's possible to experience everything that's going on. But, you know, when the movie's over, you know, or when it's time for bed, that you are no longer the one that had that experience and watched yourself have that experience. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess we we have different different meanings to different yeah. words. Yeah, I mean, that's really just what... See, it's crazy how me and you can see things differently, 
but we can still be amazing friends. Like, I wish the world can just grab that lesson right there. That's just a little side note. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so when... Well, I think we see a lot of things the same, and I also think that, you know, our vocabulary might be different. And so I think it's important to understand when, you know, connecting with people that, you know, it, you can ask for clarification, you can, you know see are you saying the same thing in a different way and kind of reach exactly understanding acceptance and exactly love, you know? if the whole world can have conversations like this bianca oh my god <laughs> it'll be a completely different place <laughs> but uh when, when, like when when i say listen it's more of like oh yeah you're right oh yeah 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 you're right you're right you're right like you're actually falling into the conviction of whatever that voice is saying you know what i mean like an order or a command yeah yeah so that's how i see it just so just so you understand but what i want people what i just want to leave people with and like what will naturally help them be able to experience this 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 deep level of love and this deep level of for love and appreciation for what you are is is like understanding that the, the 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 reality of this objective in the objective experience that we're all here experiencing right it's it's like when i say objective and subjective experience what that implies is a distance in a space right so like right now me right now i'm holding my phone Right. So right now, I'm, oh, Nikki, what's going on? <laughs> I'm so happy for you to join us the last few minutes. But um, so like right now, I'm holding my phone. Right. My phone is the object is the object of this objective subjective experience. This is my phone. And the subject of this experience is me, the one that's talking. Right. But for there to be an objective and subjective experience, that means that there's a distance in between me and my phone. Okay? What that means, clearly, is there's a space here. What I want people to also understand here, if I said I was my phone, Nikki and Bianca, then everybody who's going to be listening to this on a podcast would be like, okay, this guy's on some kind of drugs. For him to say he is his phone. Okay, this guy's tripping balls right now, right? So, it's the same exact way with that little voice in your head. If you were indeed that voice in your head, why are you able to observe it? That voice in your head implies, the fact that you can even hear that voice implies that there is a subjective and objective experience. And for there to be a subjective and objective experience, there is a space. So clearly, there is a space in which the voice in your head occurs. There is a space in which all occurs. That space is you. Just like this room here, my office that I'm sitting in right now, this space is not trying to throw this desk out of the room. My brother's over here sitting down working. It's not trying to force my brother out of the room it's not trying to be like oh get out of here you're ugly i don't like any of this stuff in this space just unconditionally accepts everything that's happening here 
if you can do the same thing unconditionally, this is like that, 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 that level of love and acceptance that is far past the little perspective that most people look at love and acceptance with, right? This is that deep unconditional. If we can look at everything from that space of unconditional acceptance, of unconditional love, everything will just lovingly, I mean, it's crazy. Like your life naturally turns into a masterpiece because now you have the eyes that can actually see that rather than the attachment, like you said, to that control of that little voice in your head. So if you can just liken yourself to a room with furniture and being that room, that space, self-love, this frequency is so natural and so easy. So if I just like the words on a book, I mean, just like the pages on a book, the, the empty space of that page allows every word to be. If you can liken yourself to that, I guarantee self-love will never be a problem in your life. But if you mistaken yourself for the letters on the page and the furniture in the room, self-love gets difficult. It really does. But just step back and view life I encourage you to. I'm not telling you to. I strongly encourage you to. To experience the space that I'm talking about. I love that. Just holding it all in. All with acceptance. All with love. I really liked that analogy that you had with, you know, talking into your phone and, you know, having that distance between it. And if we could look at, you know, well, this is really like my favorite, one of my favorite topics. You know, we were talking about how we had different, different meanings or usages of certain words, you know, that like, if we understood that everybody else also has this difference in how they speak and their language if we understood that you know the person speaking is 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 you know separate from their phone you know when we talk to other people right Mm. that that piece that is you know misunderstanding and miscommunication it's really it's held within that container of love you know not identifying the you know, the person with the phone, basically, knowing that whenever I say something, you might understand it differently than how I mean you to. And when someone else says something to you, they might be speaking from a completely different place than your understanding, but holding it all within that container of acceptance for that, that, um, what did you call it? That, not separation, that distance. Distance, yeah. We can just call it that. Because there really is no separation, right? I just, right. again, all for, all, for, all for communication. So the logical thinking mind, 
can get a visual of what we're saying. But um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this conversation up. Um, And I just want to say that conversations like these guys are the kinds of conversations that can really move mankind forward. And I encourage you to have conversations like these with people that are willing to hear a different perspective. But I also want you to remember on this topic of self-love, If you're struggling with self-love, it's not due to attachment, disattachment, ego, anything like that. All it comes down to is a misidentification of self. Identifying yourself with the voice in your head. That voice in your head, my friends, it's a roller coaster. And it's one unstable-ass voice. But whenever you realize that you are not your phone, (laughs) that you are not that voice. Love, compassion, acceptance, gratitude, and every other beautiful high vibration in the world is a natural consequence. But of course, it takes the willingness to even be able to switch your perspective in this way. If you're willing to, If you're willing to let go of that story in your head, then I promise everything will get, the world ends up looking like God. And that's all you see. That's all there is. All right. So any last words, Bianca, or even Nikki, if you want to say anything on self-love, you don't have to. Um, But any last words, Bianca, that are coming up for you, uh, any departing words? Yeah, well, um, first of all, just, you know, thank you for inviting me up to to do this room. These are my absolute favorite conversations to have in the entire world, you know, understanding the self, understanding, you know, how we relate with the world, understanding, you know, consciousness and and all of that. That's just my favorite topic. Um, But since you brought self-love up, I'll just leave with these few words that, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. There's a lot of thunderstorms, and it is a long and difficult, never-ending journey um, because you can always hold more and more love for yourself. Absolutely. And look, guys, perfect example. My neighbor's dog is like the hundredth time they come to my backyard, and it gets under my skin every time. I literally just saw the dog in our backyard again, and here I am. I felt the aggravation come up. Then I was like, hey. I appreciate the fact that that beautiful dog is in my backyard. And then now here I am just loving this whole situation. (laughs) But but anyways, guys, if you're listening to the podcast right now, thank you so much. Go ahead and drop a review for your boy. Go ahead and rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend. I love each and every one of you infinitely, never finite, and I'll see you beautiful souls next week. Bye.